Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The topic of our podcast today is Town Bully, the death of Ken McElroy. What do you think about that, Colonel? I think he was a douchebag to me. He had it coming. All right. Well, we're going to talk about all of his dastardly deeds. But uh, before we do, let me remind everyone that we are a true crime comedy podcast. We use adult language. and Goddamn right we do. Some and people if you may... don't like it, you can go diddle yourself straight out the goddamn door. Diddle, diddle yourself. yourself. Diddle your ass right out the goddamn door. Well, or you could check out some of the other fine podcasts. Or, no, you know what? You could go fuck yourself. That's what you can do. There ain't no other fine podcasts out there. <laughs> this is the only podcast in the podcast universe. What about our listeners putting up their, oh, what, what other podcasts do you listen to? You unloyal, ungrateful this is, our, this is on our Facebook page. On our Facebook page. Talking about Recommending other... Recommending other... Sons of bitches. I should have I should have booted everyone on to me. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So if, you find, if you're offended by adult language, you may want to uh, not tune <laughs> They've in. already tuned out. Yeah, they probably already left. Let me introduce our, my, ma- my marvelous panel. Uh, to my left is the very lovely and talented, a lady who is known as Brandy the Benevolent, the very uh, sweet and, and uh, beautiful Queen Brandy the First. How are you today, Brandy? I'm all right, Timmy. How are you doing? I am well. Good. Back from my vacation. I know. You almost looked tan. It was almost like you went outside. <laughs> <laughs> I did go out, you know. Well, you know, I try to not go out for long periods of time. Well, sure. I don't want to get the, the skin cancer. Right, right. But I had a wonderful time. I spent, uh, I went to uh, Europe and uh, spent some time in Amsterdam, Berlin, and Paris, where I spent a few days uh, seeing the city with the lovely Leanne. I didn't ask him she about his vacation. Like Did you ask him about daughter. his vacation? I didn't ask him. No, no, I'm just going to rattle on well, people, like it's Timmy time. People are curious. They want to know people about People want to know life. more about Timmy. Yes. I blew up three Tim. hotels while I was there. You did. <laughs> you did, which is amazing. Electrical ISIS over here. Yeah, dumbass. You know, my electric, charging my phone should not be able to bring, I should not be able to bring down a hotel by charging my phone. But, but you I did. Bur- I brought down three of them. Yeah, but you did, so. You know, Europe has serious problems, Chuck. If they can't handle me, <laughs> can't handle how me. are they going to handle Putin? <laughs> exactly. Al-Qaeda. They can't handle the truth over there, Timmy. Well, you know, it's I, goddamn I, I don't think Chuck, Chuck would have liked There's a lot of foreigners over there, I noticed. Well, I mean, he can't handle Canada. No, goddamn. No, it's a goddamn socialism, Timmy. 
You have right. socialist electricity. Socialist Everybody knows that ain't gonna work. It works when it wants to. Commie, commie electricity. Yeah, commie. Pinko. Yeah, pinko, pinko electricity. Electric. Uh, Jake graduated, so I'm Yay. very excited about very excited about that. Congratulations, Jake. How do we That's get awesome. on Brandy time? It's, bra- it's well, it's officially Brandy time. Yeah. I kind of imposed on Brandy he, time. Timmy time, like, kind of took over. It's my turn. Well, that was nice. Thank you, devil. Because Jake graduated, and that's a big fucking deal. Yeah, and so now we're going to have a graduation party that you won't come to, but you better be at, Charles. But I will send my uh, warm wishes. He can't eat your warm wishes. He's going <laughs> to need supplies to get the fuck out of the house. I'll send cookies. Whatever. You d- will not send cookies. Whose phone is that, Brandy? It's goddamn Chuck's phone because Chuck doesn't know how to turn it on fucking mute. For fuck's sake. When did you tell him last, uh, uh, when did you last instruct him to do that, Brandy? (laughs) Two two seconds before we went on the air. So apparently he cannot follow directions. It's fucking ridiculous. Let's let's talk about his attire. I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt. Here we go. I don't want to interrupt Brandy time. Do you have any other important news? Uh, You're going to, you're switching houses or something? We are. We are. We're moving. We signed a lease yesterday because I don't ever want to own a home again. So we signed a lease and uh, we'll be moving next month and so we're very excited about that and chuck and i did a podcast while you were we gone. Did. it yeah. was well received it was well, well received by we some people we, we will be expecting our our award for that you know the, the reviews i saw were not that complimentary you know we do not know that that was the episode they were referring to well they and said i wasn't there and that's well, that, only not been in two of them so well, and th- and the other thing is i mean really what's his name yeah, what's his name? So, yeah, I mean, thank clearly you, you're yeah. not a vein. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. you're not a linchpin in this entire <laughs> you know organization. I, I would rather be called what's his name. You know what? I, I would prefer what's his name over Levain. Levain, <laughs> yeah, Levain. I got you, Vane. I slap you. Why in are the you? Goddamn why are you getting excited? Vane. Simmer down over there. Well, she kind of. We did a spectacular. He, we he did do a, a spectacular shot at uh, but the, the Colonel some, too. Did he? Yeah, Levain did. Yeah, because you told children not to read or something. That's something. Well, children don't need to read. <laughs> God damn. We put too much pressure on kids nowadays. So Chuck is wearing his alternative lifestyle uh, garments today. He has a pink um, uh, shirt on. It looks amazing, Colonel. Thank you, Timmy. Are mm. you feeling pretty? I, I feel I feel good about ah, I feel no. good. You should wear a different bra with that shirt, though. <laughs> uh, okay, let's, let me introduce the Colonel since we were talking about him. Yeah. Uh, it's a man who is known uh, throughout the land as uh, as a man who is the oasis in the desert of despair. He is not. A man who is the moral compass of podcasting today. Is not. All podcasting. Not just his show, but all podcasting. All podcasting. The very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III. Waters. Known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Now you're, wonderful. Now you're a Waters. Let me tell you what. You are well known in Europe. There were people coming up to me in every place I went wanting to know about the Colonel. No, you, well, no, they weren't. Oh, yeah, they were. Oh, yeah. They were not. And you know what? I'm they, big in Czechoslovakia. At CrimeCon, nary a person asked me about the Colonel. <laughs> oh, people asked me over there, Colonel. In, yeah. in Germany, in France. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm big in Japan, too, Timmy. <laughs> I'm, I'm big in, in China. You and, <laughs> yeah, I know you and David Hasselhoff are yeah. big in Germany. I'm going to do one of those swimsuit pictures for me and a pair of speedos, nope. tight speedos. I just my I hair all curled up with the Jerry. You're going to do a, 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 
Are you going to be like Beach Patrol or something? You're yeah. Gonna be, okay. Yeah, I'm going to remake Beach. Fuck. What was the name of that show? Baywatch. Baywatch. Yeah, you need to you need to be out there, Colonel, on uh, on the beach. Well, it's a toss up between Solving. him and the Rock. Because you know, there's, there's a lot of crime going on on the beach. Oh yeah, goddamn right. You know, Timmy and and I don't want to I don't want to you know hog the show boast. Right. Or, but um, no. you know, I do a, a different podcast too, and someone referred to me, Timmy, mm-hmm. as the Yoda of podcasting. <laughs> Short and green. <laughs> 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 Walks with a cane, talks Yoda. ridiculous. Well, we can, we can add that pod- to your title if you <laughs> the like. Yoda, yeah. The Yoda of podcasting. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a podcasting Jedi. Those weird ears. <laughs> I mean, this is what we're going to do. I can go on all day. Love me some Yoda, but <laughs> we can go on I all day. I think they're referring to my Jedi skills. I think they were to referring to the fact that you're a Muppet well, and we'll Yoda, just say like whatever the wise, fuck I tell you to. Wasn't he a wise sage? He was a wise sage. Have you sage. not watched goddamn Star Wars? A long Star time Wars? ago, like 1977 yeah. or something. Who are you, are, devil? <laughs> <laughs> whatever, go back to the swamp where you came from. Oh, well, it's good to be back with uh, you guys. Uh, so we can uh, get into this uh, podcast thing. Yeah. But before we Could do, we? Brandy, I'm... you and I are going to be at Podlo- and Love uh-huh. in New Orleans on uh-huh. on in she August. In August, you don't know. The it's date, the first date. weekend in August. Yes, it's we're like going to the be seventh, eighth, and ninth, or something. Along and we those would lines. invite all of you who are listening to join us. We're going to try to do a live show. I think maybe. Uh huh. We talked okay. about it. Okay, so join us down there. Haunted Visions is going to, too. Yes. And we got... Uh, uh, the Colonel's not D- going to be Dweebcon. there. DweebCon. DweebCon. That's Dweeb- right. We set a date for DweebCon. Dweebcon. October 5th. October 5th here in Cincinnati, where dweebs from all over the world, Brandy, will be coming in to join us in fun and merriment. Fun and merriment. And merriment. You can't skip the And uh, hopefully the Colonel will wear his alternative lifestyle uh, shirt. I'm sure I'm going to be will. wearing a tank top if He's the weather provides. He's got several. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, join our Facebook group, History Dweebs, the podcast, to learn more about DweebCon. It's coming up in October. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Brandy will probably drink and cuss and that sort of something. Hope so. Throw up in a garbage can. Let's talk about Ken McElroy, Brandy. Well, okay. He's a bully. He's a prick, kind of. Oh, well, this guy was a douche. Was he, a, Colonel, was he a cattle wrestler? Wait a minute, I forgot to ask the Colonel. I understand you've got a new hobby. I do have a new hobby, Timmy. I am uh, starting to write children's books. You you are. Yeah, and so it's going to be important because if children are going to be re- this is the problem with children reading. Mm-hmm. You give them dumbass stuff to read. Mm-hmm. If you get stuff that catches their interest that they can relate to. Yeah. So you're saying children can relate to you because you're on their level. That they'll read. That's what it. you're saying. I'm starting it with a trilogy, Timmy. Okay, what what's the is in a, and you said this is sort of in the spirit of Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss, okay. um, we're going with uh, because Horton was a very popular guy, right? So I'm going to do a trilogy on Horton. Okay, don't um, know that you could do that. It's going to be Horton hires a hoe. Horton that's the first a, part. That's well, and that's teaching kids how to procure commerce, sex. Yeah. yeah, that's really the prequel, though. Horton hires the, the a The prequel? Yeah, the prequel. The, 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 this is like Harry Potter. Did you catch his fucking speech impediment? This is like <laughs> Harry Potter here. The first book really is Horton chokes a hoe. Ah. But the prequel well, is to, Horton hires a yeah, hoe. Yeah, you have to hire before you can choke Yeah, and then we're going to end silly. it up with Horton shakes bars. I see. <laughs> Shaking bars is a term for being in jail. Yeah, Devil. I, got, I got it. I know you would get that. Thank but, you. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Really? Oh, so see, it sounds like you've got uh, uh, you know a great 
a future ahead of you there as a children's author. Yeah, I got, I got, I'm finished with the first two. Um, right in when Horton's thinking about either ganging up uh-huh. with some other guys or you know being somebody's bitch. Okay, so we're going to follow Horton from his. Uh, from the time he buys a hot prostitute to the time he chokes her, ends up in prison. Yeah, he doesn't kill her. Can uh, we talk about this douche canoe now instead of Any talking? Other can we talk about the douche canoe instead okay. of to the douche canoe? Can we do that? Okay. Oh, all of a sudden she's the professional in here now. <laughs> Jeez. All right, please. let's talk about Ken McElroy. I'm sure the colonel will add, you know, continue. What do you think about who shot in the hat? <laughs> that sounds I like a I good know book. the answer. <laughs> I think I know the answer. <laughs> Who shat in the hat? Yeah, who shat like in the Dr. hat? Sounds like Dr. Seuss, Brandy. Yeah. I hope, you, I hope that Mrs. Colonel has a uh, hefty bank account when you get the shit suit out of you, but that's okay. Skidmore, Missouri, Brandy. <laughs> Skidmore. Skidmore. Skidmore, Missouri. Skidmore, Missouri. <laughs> yeah. It's a tiny town, Brandy, in the northwest corner of the state of Missouri. It's a tiny town. It's like a dirt road. <laughs> you ever seen Tara in the tiny town with cowboys all midgets? No. They're all shedding ponies. It's <laughs> Who's ever seen that? <laughs> I have. It was great. Why? <laughs> they were all shedding ponies. I've heard of it, which is the sad thing. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. Yeah, Tara in tiny town. I've heard of it. As, the, as of the 2010 census, 284 people lived in Skidmore. Down from 342 the year prior. Ten, year prior. ten years prior. They're leaving Skidmore in droves. They're sliding right out of Skidmore. This, you know, 58, is that a, a lot? I don't know. When what? something of any significance happens in the town, though, Brandy, one imagines the whole town soon finds out about it. Yeah, in about ten minutes. <laughs> Which is what makes the unsolved murder of Ken <laughs> McElroy both strange and in some ways expected, Brandy. Okay. On July the 10th. July. July the 10th, 1981. murdered was murdered. It's not McLemore. <laughs> McLeroy was murdered in broad daylight, Brandy. Son of a bitch. While Damn. sitting in his truck next to his wife, Trina, in front of the Skidmore pool hall, Brandy. Yeah. That was big enough to have a pool hall? Well, it's probably pool hall, bar, church. There you go. Bingo hall. He was shot twice by two different assailants, Brandy. (laughs) That's based on the forensic reports. Thank you. Okay, CSI. Right. CSI Skidmore. (laughs) Skidmore. (laughs) What about, Timmy, Mm. what about the Grinch stole Columbus Day? (laughs) Just... Don't have the same CSI skid more. <laughs> there were three or four dozen witnesses, Brandy. To date, no one has been charged with uh, Ken's murder, let alone convicted. Or you have to it? be charged before you convict. Right, him. wasn't me. <laughs> Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Uh, Ken McLeroy, to say the least, wasn't well liked, Brandy, <laughs> and had a reputation, to say the least, was oh. well deserved, to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. I tried to say the least. Yeah, I see that. Uh, he was a functional, illiterate, fifth-grade dropout, Brandy. How do you drop out in the fifth grade? Well, I don't know. He, he was so excited when he got promoted to fifth grade, he cut himself shaving. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, always unemployed. He always seemed to have money, Brandy. Yeah, sounds like my child. At the time of his murder, he was, <laughs> at the time of his murder, he was 47 years old. Okay. No, got it. Uh, he had a life, uh, but he st- even though he was still somewhat young, 
He had a lifetime of indictments against him. Over the course of his lifetime, Colonel, he was accused of a dozen felonies, including assault, child molestation, statutory rape, arson, hog and cattle rustling, Brandy. He said it. How, first of all, it's 1981. It's not 1891. How the fuck are you cattle rustling well, hey, in the 80s? Yeah. Well, hey. You know, because people get lazy, they don't brand the cows anymore. So you just walk one down the road like, no, this one's mine. Yeah. Yeah, who's going to call you on it? Yeah. <laughs> and he was also arrested for breaking and entering. So he, had, he seemed to have no particular pattern about his crime. No, he just kind of did whatever he wanted yeah, to, basically. He just, if there his was lawyer once said he was the best uh, client he ever had. He paid in cash. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was never convicted, and he always paid in cash. He so was he, never convicted of anything? No, he finally got convicted at the end, but uh, for the most part, yeah, he, he would intimidate his... We'll get into it, but he didn't oh, intimidate okay. his witnesses. Um. In 1981, he was found guilty of shooting a 70-year-old shopkeeper over a piece of candy, Brandy. This can be, I wonder if it was uh, Milky Ways. Can you imagine it was probably that, a butterscotch Can disc. you imagine the Skidmore High School prom with like 12 people? <laughs> I'd shoot S-H-S? Yeah. Go Tigers. <laughs> they had one cheerleader. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they had barely enough to make a basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> Four man team. Yeah. Cheerleader had to play on Actually, had to play one on one. one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, now, this conviction, uh, when he was convicted of uh, shooting this shopkeeper, it was notable because it, the other 20 times that he was indicted, uh, he, he was never convicted. So, as hmm. I said, he had a good lawyer. His lawyer was like a mobster lawyer. Oh, well, there you go. How do you get a mobster lawyer well, in Skidmore? Well, he, he was out of Kansas City. As you know. Oh. You know, there's a lot of mobsters there in Kansas City. I don't know what a mobster is, but okay. Some charges were dropped under strange circumstances, Brandy. Huh. You know, and now in fairness to this man, just being charged with a crime does not mean you did it. True. <laughs> just saying. The colonel, colonel knows. <laughs> <laughs> he believes in due process. Though. I do believe in due process. I believe in the in the Third Amendment or whatever it is. <laughs> the <laughs> the guilty the amendments are good. Yeah. Uh, for one to ten are usually the best. Yeah. The guilty verdict uh, for shooting the shopkeeper though didn't stick because he 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 was out on appeal. Uh, that's when he was killed. He was out on appeal uh, pending a retrial. Uh, so it actually did stick somewhat. Well, it did, but uh, it, it he dies before it all gets resolved. Yeah. So, so technically, he was he was never convicted. I guess, or he, he, was, he was convicted. He was not a felon. Because you know, because wasn't that what the way with Aaron Hernandez? Because he, I don't know, he died before his appeals could run out. Yeah. So he was technically not didn't die a felon, right? And yeah, and you get to keep your estate. Yeah. Yeah, that like, happened to the one guy that uh, died, I don't know, he robbed all kinds of people on Wall Street. Not Bernie Madoff, but somebody else. Mm-hmm. Someone else, totally different. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a fascinating story. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what about this one, Tim? Okay, well. Uh, what, the cat in the microwave. <laughs> that would be good, Carl. Aw. <laughs> others, <laughs> others in town were not happy with what they saw was another miscarriage of justice, Brandy. Hell yeah. Uh, Ken was a repeat offender in their eyes, and one who had committed, committed heinous acts. Because, you know, he was like marrying 12-year-olds. See, they uh, didn't believe in due process. 
And um, they got tired of him getting away time after time sure. and time with stuff. The people of Skidmore decided it's time. it was time to take justice in their own hands, Brandy. Cool. Let me tell you a little bit about this guy. He, uh, Ken Rex McElroy. That's a stupid name. Well, Is it Kenneth or Ken? Uh, it just says Ken, so I, don't, I guess it's Ken. He was born on June the 1st, 1934. He just had a birthday. Oh. Happy birthday, Ken, wherever Ken. you are. I'm also thinking about Timmy doing some inspirational self-help books. Like what like says, Colonel. Uh, detoxes for sissies. <laughs> well, that would be in, inspirational. Well, I'm just going to tell people how to detox the proper way. You just really? lay in bed, you puke, you sweat, you might shat yourself, whatnot. You're, so you're like you 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 are pro cold turkey. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're going to detox, he's pro cold turkey, Brandy. Perfect. I mean, if you if you're gonna quit so soon, <laughs> so basically detox is for quitters. Exactly. Right. So Ken was fifteen, number fifteen of sixteen children. Brandy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much to do in Skidmore. Clearly, <laughs> born to a poor migrant tenant farming couple named Tony and Mabel McLeroy. Well, wonder why they were poor. <laughs> it might have something to do with the sixteen kids. Maybe who moved between Kansas and the Ozarks before settling outside of Skidmore in the early 1930s, Brandy. Give me a little bit about his background so you get an understanding of uh, Ken. I want you to feel him, Brandy. Give us some prose, Timmy. Give Thank us you. some prose. Thank you, Carl. Because I know you like to write. I like to write. I, I'm, um, what do you think about this one, Timmy? One bitch, two bitch, dead bitch, blue bitch. <laughs> That's a ring to it, Brandy. Let me tell you what I'm going to write. <laughs> How to kill your coworkers and get away with it. <laughs> when he was still young, Brandy, an event took place that might have helped shape the person that he would eventually become. Was he hit in the head with a clipboard? Because that seems to be a problem for people. <laughs> <laughs> that was a problem. That was. Mayhem ensues. Yeah. Now, he, I like that guy you did because he was a self-proclaimed drifter. I want to be a self-proclaimed drifter. You are a drifter. You was you were stumbling all over. You was like all American Werewolf in London. I all wanted you have to, to do tell is say you, it. Stick to the moors. It's self-proclaimed. There you go. Leanne didn't like the fact that I called all the Germans Fritz <laughs> and all the French people Pierre. See, I that say, doesn't seem like stereotyping if it's mostly true. I had to be one Pierre over there anyway. If if more than two percent of the population is named Pierre, you get to name them all, call them all Pierre. Thank you, Colonel. I knew you. I could count on you. Yeah. Ken was riding on a hay wagon, Brandy, as we all have, on his, on his parents' farm, when he fell off and hit his head. Well, how the fuck you fall off a hay wagon? Well, I guess well, he lost his careful, balance. Yeah. yeah. He saw a cow. He wanted to steal. This. <laughs> <laughs> wanted to wrestle. Yeah, this injury was so severe, Brandy, that a steel plate had to be surgically implanted in his head. Oh, in the 40s. That sucked. Yeah. Because they didn't even have stainless steel in the 40s. Yeah. He'd get all rusty up in there. Oh, yeah. They get rusty steel. Okay. <laughs> Nothing worse than a rusty plate in your head. What, yeah. Remi- what about Remington steel? You think they put that in there? Wouldn't it have been, know. you know what, you know, before Viagra, they had to give you the men that surgically, those implants, those pumps that guys have to do, and you have to, like, squeeze them to mm-hmm. get them. Like you're taking your blood pressure? Yeah. Yeah. Everything about that brain. It's like the Nike gym shoes they came out with. <laughs> yeah, just like them. Jesus Christ. I, I'd, I'd, be afraid, I'd be afraid the mom would explode. <laughs> That's a fear for all of us. You put too much pressure in there. 
That's why you know what? That's why I stay away from like that Cialis, Viagra oh, yeah, stuff. Because right. your your penis, your head would explode. Oh, that'd be messy. It looked like a hot dog that'd been in the microwave too Randy. long. <laughs> it, sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you agree, Brandy. God. It's like sliced mushrooms. So um <laughs> all right. So he also as a result of this injury, he also had uh back pain the rest of his life. So, uh, yeah. He did mm. the Percocets. That'll happen. Ken spent most of his time as a boy hunting and fishing, Colonel. He did not get along well with his siblings, and it has been reported that he once tried to burn the family house down while everyone was asleep inside. Again. Again, maybe they had it coming. Well, here's the thing. But again, you know. We don't really know that situation. If you meet one asshole. Yeah. Yeah. When everybody's the asshole, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's you. Maybe it's you. Yeah. At 12 years old, Ken explained that he went outside to pee when the house mysteriously caught on fire at 2 a.m. Spontaneously combusted. <laughs> no one was hurt in the fire, but the family home was nearly destroyed. You know, they go. got 16 kids living in there. You can easily blame it on someone else. He was not, Ken was not a good student, Brandy. And at the time of his death, he was considered illiterate. Although for some reason I have liberate. Which of course you do. I think is incorrect. Although he did seem to possess street smarts, Brandy. Oh, in the third grade... Since there's one street in Skidmore, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. In the third grade, Ken began stalking his teacher, 31-year-old Mabel Crass. Ken would repeatedly break into her home and steal her underwear. Once he was found hiding in her bedroom closet, sniffing her bra and panties. Why would you sniff a bra, girl? Poop sweat. Okay. Poop sweat. Bra. He has yeah. all the answers. You've all been there, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. Poop sweat it is. The teacher filed charges against uh, Ken, but later dropped them dropped them when he, he, she began receiving anonymous death threats. Someone threw a brick through her living room window. You know who that was, Brandy? Good Lord. Ken dropped out of school at age 15 in the eighth grade. I thought and, he was a fifth grade. Yeah, and he, he dropped out. At, well, he had a fifth grade IQ. He dropped out at age 15 in the eighth grade and quickly established. Fifteen in the eighth grade. <laughs> And quickly established a uh, reputation as a raccoon hunter, cattle rustler, small-time thief, and womanizer, Brandy. Oh. That's, at, a, that's 15, quite the combination. At 15, it at is. At 15. Raccoon wrangler. Bra- uh, Colonel, have you ever uh, no. hunted raccoons? There's been a couple of times, Timmy. I've had to hunt Fuck. raccoons. Now, one time. No. No. Now, one time I didn't have to hunt one. I had to battle one. What happened, Colonel? Well, Timmy, I come home. I fucking hate you, Tim. I come I home. Swear to God. It's a Friday night. I got company at my house, okay. right? He has company, Brandon. I got company. And I walk up onto my porch, mm-hmm. and there sits a big, not a small, but a rather large raccoon. Okay. And I'm thinking, well, that's peculiar because I didn't invite no raccoons over. You know no raccoons personally. Uh, exactly. But he was standing between me and the door. Okay. So as. You know, I have good manners. Right. And I say, excuse me, Mr. Raccoon, could I please get by you? Mm-hmm. And could you vacate my porch, please? Right. And he got up on his little tiny back legs, and mm-hmm. you know, they got those little hands. Uh-huh. And he kind of did one of those and showed me his teeth. Oh. So he was uh, getting an attitude. Uh, quite the attitude. So mm-hmm. I said, look here, Mr. Raccoon. Now, I got uh, I to get in the house. Mm-hmm. 
and you're kind of being a dick. You ain't paying no rent on this house. Mm-hmm. So you don't get rip to be. my own arm off and beat myself with yeah. it and listen to this fucking story. And he wasn't invited. He was not invited, which, you know, I don't mind an uninvited guest coming right. over to my house. But don't then growl at me and show you little raccoon teeth. Right. So, uh, turns out he was the daddy of a larger family of raccoons. Okay. So he was just the tip of the iceberg, Brandy. Tip of the raccoon iceberg. So I said, look here, Mr. Raccoon. I'm going to give you one more chance because I'm, I'm a forgiving man. I'm going to let that you're person a fair go. Man. You're a fair man. Right. I'm going to give you one more chance. Now, please step aside mm-hmm. and let me into my castle. Your boat. Into my domain. Mm. And as I started to head to him, he took a step toward me with his little teeth showing. So he was getting aggressive toward you. Oh, he made the first move to mm-hmm. He made the first move. So I said, look here, Mr. Rackham. I'm going to be back here in about two minutes. Mm-hmm. And when I come up here, there's going to be a problem if you're still on my porch. Okay. Fair warning, Brandon. And he got he those little hands. And I'm fairly certain that he turned his little raccoon paw around. You know, they uh-huh. got the hands and gave me the raccoon finger, Timmy. Nothing worse than getting a bird from the raccoon, Brandy. Yeah. So I... Uh, fucking idiots. <laughs> I went down into my garage and yeah. I uh, got a baseball bat. Okay. And I came up and I disposed of the raccoon. And then my family yelled at me. Well, why? That's a fucking amazing story. Jesus Christ. People I love know. these heartwarming stories. It, it's because... We've already heard this Here's the thing to me. And as I said, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, I, we have walls in this. We have porches. Today. Yeah. We have locks on the doors. We have. There are people like me. See, you want me on that porch, oh Timmy. God. We need they you want on that me porch. on that we porch. Need they on that need porch. me on that porch. Yeah. And they asked me what I did with the raccoon. And I said, you can't handle the truth. Very good, Colonel. Because you know what? What? Because everything's all fine and good. And they're all cute until I got to have my dog put to sleep because of goddamn raccoon bitty. Right. Now, I'm not. Risking Rutabaker the Wonder Dog. He can bite a kid. They can take the rabies shots, but to put a dog down. Right. So. So you protected your family. You did what you thought was you used. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The force that you thought was necessary to protect your family. I did. Then I hunted down his whole family and killed them, too. What do you think about that, Brandy? Thank you, two are fucking numb nuts. Can we get on with this? <laughs> okay. No, raccoons are assholes. All right. I don't so, care what uh, anybody says. But, no, it's, it's, uh, this sounds like a cruel story, Timmy. Right. But I'm going to tell you, when a raccoon starts to become territorial oh, mean, on your man. property, they're, mean. Yeah. they're dangerous. They are. 
and they look cute. They look everything else. But once a raccoon starts to try to back you off your porch, yeah, he thinks he owns that porch. Mm -hmm. And I had I had smaller children you at the time. I could not risk my children being bit by a raccoon. So you took care of business. Now people are going to complain, but you're if any like of you listeners you're show up, you're kind of like the citizens of Skidmore here. If any of the listeners show up on my porch and growl and bark and show your little teeth at me, I'm probably going to dispose of you too. <laughs> Even the uh, colonels, bad girls. Well, not them. <laughs> okay. All right. So Ken, he got he dropped out of school. Had his reputation now being a raccoon hunter, uh, and all that. Um, see, uh, he would steal uh, a local herd of cattle and hogs and sell them across state lines. Brandy, it got so bad that the local ranchers formed a posse. This is 1981. 1981. They formed a posse. They formed a posse to bring uh, McElroy to justice but they were never able to catch him red-handed. For more than two decades, Ken was suspected of being involved in the theft of, listen to this, grain, gasoline, alcohol, antiques, and livestock. He avoided conviction when charges were brought against him 21 different times, often after witnesses refused to testify because he allegedly intimidated them by frequently following them, his targets uh, or parking outside their home and watching them for hours. Hmm. Yes. That's kind of creepy. He was, uh, Kim was represented by uh, a defense attorney named Richard Gene McFadden. Ken bragged that his lawyer represented mobsters in Kansas City and could get him out of any type of trouble. Ken became known as the town bully and often threatened those who got in his way. It sounds like his family, like his kids and stuff, were always full of drama too. So mm. the kids get into a little, assholes. yeah, they get into a little argument or whatever. Then they bring daddy. Daddy gets involved in it, creates a big mess. Most of the people of Skidmore simply tried to avoid Ken. When he, when they would get in his way, he would threaten violence and uh, use actual force to intimidate him. When charges were filed, Ken would intimidate his victims by threatening them, as I said again, parking out in front of their house for hours, and eventually the victims would drop the charges. As he got older, Ken became quite the ladies' man, Brandy. Ladies' man. He fathered more than 10 children <clears throat> with six different women, Brandy. Ladies' man. Ladies' man. Ken was married five times to four different women, with each wife being substantially younger than himself, Brandy. So you will tell us what happens next in the love life. So I'm, I'm getting ready to start chapter three here, Timmy. Okay. And uh, does this sound like it's too clunky? Daddy slaps mommy and calls her bad names. And she says more, more, more. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would try to condense that title a little bit if mm. I were you, Colonel, but I, I like where you're going with it. Daddy slaps mommy, calls her bad name. She says more, more, more. I am confused. Yeah. yeah. You you're might, you're, you're an, an idiot. <laughs> well, because normally a kid sees daddy slapping mommy, he thinks it's a bad thing. Sometimes mommy like it. Mm. Mommy does sometimes like it, Brandy. Both of you shut up. <laughs> so Ken yes. met his last wife, Trina McLeod, when she was 12 and in the eighth grade. I wonder where he goes to meet 12-year-olds. <laughs> the elementary school. Uh, he was still, he, Skidmore he, Elementary. Yeah, he was still Browning in fifth meeting. grade at this time. So. Uh, let's see. Uh, she was in the eighth grade. Okay. Ken was 38 years old at the time. Well, there was a little age gap there. 
Trina became pregnant by Ken when she was 14. Uh. She dropped out of school in the ninth grade and went to live with McElroy and his third wife, Alice. Okay, so he's married at the time that he sure. uh, impregnates Trina. Well, her and Alice probably went to school together. Oh, you know what? I got a prequel. What do you call a prequel to a prequel? It's called a prequel. <laughs> Quit saying prequel. <laughs> now, okay. you, welcome to my world. Because, yeah. Because before Horton chokes a hole, I think I'm going to do, because he well, starts What's small, a prequel? Horton rolls a drunk. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. Catch so it. Trina, you know, who's now pregnant, moves in with Alice. They probably were best friends or something because they had a lot in common. Uh, let's see. McElroy divorces Alice and then marries Trina in order to escape charges of st- to escape charges of statutory rape, to which she was the only witness. Why do you? Th- what's the need actually for a training brawl, Colonel? I don't know. It seems like they grow on now. Do they have like little wheels on? Them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sixteen days after Trina gave birth, both she and Alice fled to Trina's mother and stepfather's house. All right. So they're both hitting the road, leaving him alone. I'm out of here. According to court records, McElroy tracked them down and brought them back, holding each roughly by their hair. Some women like that, Colonel. They do, but I don't... These are girls, so that wouldn't be appropriate, but some women like to be grabbed by the hair. They do. Ken then... Far too many on our page. Wait a minute. (laughs) Here, wait a minute. Ken then returns to Trina's parents' home when they were away, shot the dog, and burned down the house. Oh, Burn yeah. it down the house. There's there's a protocol Burn you have to follow yeah. when your 12-year-old wife went, right. runs away. Yeah. McElroy was indicted in June of 1973 for arson, assault, and statutory rape. He didn't get charged for shooting a dog? Uh, he was arrested, booked, arraigned, and released on $2,500 bail. Seems like the worst thing that happened there. Meanwhile, Trina and her baby are placed in foster care must at a home in Maryville, Missouri. Must have been a plea bargain. Got off of shooting a dog. It wasn't that big a deal back then. But old girl has to go into foster care because she's, you know, a child. Uh, McElroy was able to track them down and sat outside the foster home for hours at a time staring and told the foster family that he would trade girl for girl to get his child back since he knew where the foster family's biological daughter went to school uh, so he was and what bus route she rode. Threatening them. So additional charges were filed against Mc- McElroy. On July 27, 1976, Skidmore farmer Romaine Henry. Romaine! Romaine. My man Romaine. Claimed you know, you, his, th- you could, his name backwards is okay, too. Henry Romaine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would work. Claimed that Ken McElroy shot him twice with a shotgun after Henry challenged him for shooting weapons on Henry's property. Well, yeah, you probably, if you're going to do that, you should arm yourself before you approach the man. Shot him. Well, first of all, that's a, Romaine's a bad motherfucker getting shot by a shotgun and then twice. being able to like, yeah. And, and then he, calling the police. Like, right. this shit ain't cool. Right. And that's, that's before cool. cell phones, too. So, you yeah. know, he had to crawl to yeah, the landmine. He had to yeah. walk back. Yeah. And then do the little thing. Sarah, Sarah. (laughs) Crank the phone. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, McElroy was charged with assault with intent to kill. But McElroy denied he was even at the scene. It wasn't me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Because there's only so many people there. What do you think about the flesh-eating Lorax? (laughs) I like it. A horror book to me. I like that. A scary book. The flesh-eating Lorax. As the case dragged on without a court date, 
She's ignoring you. Henry said McElroy mm. parked outside his home at least 100 times in an effort to intimidate him. Well, maybe that's just where he parked. Maybe it was convenient. Yeah, it was a small town. At the trial, two have raccoon some, hunters. Have to be somewhere. Yeah, you can see every place from everywhere. Hold on. Okay. At the trial, two raccoon hunters testified that they were with McElroy the day of the shooting away from Henry's yeah. property. Now, where do you go? You, you know, got- you can't trust a raccoon hunter. I would not why, give yeah, any credibility to Why all of a sudden are we him? giving all this credibility to <laughs> raccoon hunters? First of all, how many goddamn raccoons they got up there? Well, right, <laughs> that you need yeah. professional hunters. Well, <laughs> you know, that was his, those are the people he ran with, you know, the other raccoon It's not hunters. even like Billy the Exterminator. He'll get rid of all well, kinds of shit. Well, the thing is, those raccoon hunters stick together. They do. Yeah. They're like a mob. <laughs> They're just like an organ, <laughs> organized crime. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's gangster. see. Henry was forced to admit in court under questioning by McElroy's attorney, Richard Jean McFadden. McFadden's badass. I'd like to have him. That he Lord. had concealed his own petty criminal conviction uh, from more than 30 years previous. Once again, McElroy was acquitted. So hold on. <laughs> so 30 years ago, this poor guy commits a petty crime <laughs> and doesn't really him. tell anybody about it. Yeah. But this motherfucker shoots him. Well, he lost credibility. Oh. Well, you got you got to weigh the evidence. You got to weigh him uh, against uh, raccoon hunters. It's raccoon hunters. Yeah. yeah well, always Ken, default to the raccoon hunters, Colonel. Well, when in doubt. When in doubt. Ken and his family continued to get in skirmishes with their neighbors over the years. Every time Ken felt that he or one of his children had been slighted, it usually resulted with Ken either using or threatening force against the person. Who committed the perceived slight? Yeah, he's a problem solver. Yeah. Police went to the. That's Mi- usually effective. <laughs> Police usually went to the McElroy's residence. Okay, hold on. Police went to the McElroy's residence at least 138 times over a five-year period. Is that low? Is that? <laughs> is that a problem? I don't. I don't understand. Uh, there is some evidence uh, that the local police were intimidated by him. Okay. So uh, they were afraid of Ken. He was a big guy. I've seen pictures of him. He's a, he's a big guy. Now, I'm going to get into some erotica, maybe, too. <sighs> okay, like girl. the Grinch fucks a who. <laughs> a who? Ken uh-huh. pretty much did Not what he Cindy wanted. Not Cindy She's a sweet who. Right. Ken pretty much did what he wanted, but and people have skid more. is the M-I-L-F. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was. Milf. Yes, Brandon. She's a, she's a W-I-L-F. Yeah. A who. A who. Who. And the people of Skidmore did their best to avoid him. The beginning of Ken's end began when a grocery store clerk, Emily Sumney, accused one of McElroy's daughters of shoplifting. Son of a bitch. I think his daughter was like six years old or something. Bad idea. She probably did. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, you know she did. The 70-year-old shopkeeper, Ernest Bo Bowenkamp, was married to Lois Bowenkamp, who tried to smooth things over by admitting that the whole event was a simple misunderstanding. Okay, so she's like, look, let's cut our losses. I'm yeah. not worried about the Milky yeah. Way. And Miguel Roy didn't accept it and began to wreak terror upon the couple. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he wanted to let things go very easily. No, he, he you know doesn't, else he doesn't like that? seem like a forgive and forget. Hold you know on. Anyone else like that? Dude, Hold on, this gets really good, though. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Of course, you know this, but so he offers Lois money to fight his wife, Teresa. Trina. Trina, sorry, yeah. Trina. So he's offering this old lady <laughs> money to fight his twelve-year-old girlfriend. Yeah, his fifteen-year-old so wife. Bum fights. Yeah. All right. That's, uh, when that's she, a fair offer. Ho fights. 
wonder how much he offered. I don't know, but when she refused, he suggested he might have to force her to fight the teenager by shotgun. Okay. Well, he offered her money first. Yeah, that's fair. At one point during his harassment of the elderly couple, Ken forced them into his pickup truck outside their shop and frightened them by occasionally firing his weapon into the air. Okay, so he's terrorizing these old people. Yeah. In the following days, Lois was so traumatized that neighbors took turns allowing her to sleep in their homes. About a week after this confrontation, Kim was back again to confront Bo Bowenkamp. Oh, Jesus. Mr. Bowenkamp was working at the loading dock behind his store when Ken showed up with a loaded pistol. Bowenkamp told uh, Ken that he was on private property. If he didn't leave immediately, he would call the police and have him charged with trespassing. There were two young boys standing nearby, and Ken gave them each $5 to leave the area. That was a way to eliminate any witnesses, and after the boys left... Ken shot Bowenkamp twice in the neck. Okay. Miraculously, he survived this assault, and Kim McElroy was arrested and charged with attempted murder. Well, he sucks at killing people. Yeah, he's not know. very good at it for a boy. To the relief of the town, Kim McElroy was convicted. Uh, this town, however, hold on. I'm going to have to... Okay, to the relief of the town, Kim McElroy was convicted this time. Mm-hmm. The word's time, not town. However, the judge let him remain free pending an appeal. Oh, no, not bad idea. After being released at a post-trial hearing, I wonder if his wife had to go back into foster care. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. After being released at a post-trial hearing, McElroy went to the D&G Tavern, a local bar, with an M1 grenade. <laughs> What did he have? M1. Is it Garand? Garand rifle. It's a precursor. It's what they used in World War II. The okay. soldiers did. And made it's graphic, a 30 odd six rifle. Okay. And made graphic threats about what he would do to Mr. Bowenkamp. The citizens of Skidmore had had enough. They had enough, Colonel. Several patrons. They want Colonel Justice now. Deciding to see what they could legally do to prevent McElroy from harming anyone else. Nodaway County Sheriff Dan Estes suggested they form a neighborhood watch, which is like a posse. Which, I mean, okay, you got a neighborhood watch, but how does that really take care of the problem? McElroy appealed he- appeal hearing was again delayed. On the morning of July 10th, 1981, townspeople met at the Legion Hall in the center of town with Sheriff Estes to discuss how to protect themselves. You oh. know it's a problem when you got the entire fucking town <laughs> Getting talking together about at the you. Legion Hall. Yeah. During the meeting, McElroy arrived at the D&G Tavern. And you know, you know McElroy's thing. I think they're in there talking about me. Mm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuckers. Uh, so he goes to the bar with Trina, who is you know, clearly not allowed in. Um, and as he sat drinking at the bar, word got back to the men at the Legion Hall that he was in town. Mm. I'm sure it only took... <laughs> 12 seconds. 30 seconds, yeah. <laughs> Sheriff Estes instructed the assembled group not to get into a direct confrontation with McElroy. But instead, seriously consider forming a neighborhood watch program. <laughs> He's big on that watch program. Yeah. Estes then drove out of town in his police cruiser. <laughs> He's getting out of town. Well, well, fuck yeah. <laughs> so he leaves town. Form a neighborhood watch. Peace and love. Peace and love. Form a neighborhood watch. I'm going to go now. Yeah. It, you know, it sounds like, like he learned yeah. that like at a. Like uh, block watch. At a conference or yeah. something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The citizens on patrol. Yeah, yeah. Pickups. Like a police. Now, to me. Yes, what happened next? The town is Skidmore. Mm-hmm. 
decided to rise up against this dastardly Now, man. instead of a meeting. Rising up, Brandy. Yeah, but now instead of a meeting, now it's a posse. Yeah, it's well, a posse at this now. point, the citizens of Skidmore decided to go to the tavern en masse. En masse, Brandy. En masse. I mean, they're all together. That yeah. means they're all in one big group, devil. En masse. It sounds like something from uh, High Noon. Did they have it? torches and pitchforks? They did. <laughs> the bar soon filled completely. Now, McElroy, mm-hmm. McElroy's out there having his drink. Mm-hmm. Like, He's just having a beer. Nothing going on. Mm-hmm. Then he purchased a six-pack of beer, which he paid for. To go. Strangely. Sure. And uh, left the bar okay. and entered his pickup truck. Okay. And somebody shot him while he was sitting in his truck. That's the damnedest thing, Brandy. He was <laughs> shot several times. <laughs> There was no due Oops. process there. No once process. by a centerfire rifle mm-hmm. and once by a twenty two rimfire rifle. They're different different types. Double. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? Oops. <laughs> there My bad. Were I was just some, cleaning it. There were a, a few potential witnesses to this. Well, Trina. Well, a total of Because now she's got to go back into foster care. <laughs> a total of 46 witnesses. Okay. What did they explain? Including Trina. Mm-hmm. Trina was in the car. With now, McElroy, McElroy, he was laying there, wounded and bleeding. And after he took his last breath, 90 minutes later, somebody <laughs> called an ambulance. There you go. <laughs> Why did, well, no, make him suffer. I agree. Well, you know, that it, 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 to be fair, it's a small town. So if you call them too soon, they're going to get there quickly. Yeah. Oh, they are. Well, yeah. Yeah, so. wait a minute, it's a small town. How did they not hear the gunshots? I, I yeah. pictured like two guys running out with a stretcher down yeah. the street. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, how did they not, how did the cops not hear the gunshots? Well, the cop left town. Yeah, the cop was already was gone. Was he the only he cop? Like, yeah, he was the only cop. Yeah. He left town. Oh, okay. Now, Trina identified a gunman but every other witness said oh i don't know what happened what the fuck really is she doing she, she was in the truck she jumped her ass no, out of the I truck understand. and started running snitches oh yeah Get bridges. no she did she tried to snitch but they mm-hmm. wouldn't believe her mm-hmm. now the da said nah, i'm not gonna press good charges. thing there weren't any raccoon wranglers but in then there. there was an extensive <laughs> yeah raccoon would have stepped forward wouldn't they yeah. oh yeah those oh, were that would have put them down guys. too though now they had a federal investigation that did not leave lead to any charges McElroy was buried at Memorial Park in St. Joseph, and only a few members attended his funeral. Um, one actually, on I was going to say, one actually whipped out his jumbo and took a, took a whiz right sure. on his grave there. That's kind of sad. Here, take this to hell with you. Now, Trina filed a $6 million wrongful death lawsuit ah, against the town go. of Skimble. Moolah, Brandy. Ah. Saying that the sheriff, uh, Danny Estes, and Steve Peters, the mayor, and Del Clement, whom Trina accused of being a shooter, if she but gets was never that, if she gets a settlement, she can go to the new kids concert. Oh, it well. was later settled out of court by all parties for the sum of seventeen thousand six hundred dollars. I'll take that though. With no one admitting <laughs> guilt. That's six million dollars. I'm gonna yeah. for six million but I'll take seventeen fifty. Yeah. Trina remarried, bill. moved to Lebanon, Missouri, mm-hmm. where she died of cancer on her fifty fifth birthday. How ironic. To this day. Why is that ironic? No one has well, she ever died on her birthday. It's has right. ever been charged in the murder of Ken McElroy. McElroy. Your thoughts about that, Brandy? What are your thoughts on town bully Ken McElroy? He got what he he got what was coming to him. Are yeah. you shocked? Shocked that no one, no witnesses, stepped forward to testify? Uh, I am not. I'm a little shocked at Trina. Yeah. Of course, she's just dumb. Well, you know, Trina and the other wives Alice. have said that he was a good guy. 
Yeah. They have testified. I mean, like in, they've interviewed him later on and said that he was nothing like he's being portrayed. But you know, that's their. Wait a minute. So let me, but let me get this straight. Right. So he goes and grabs Trina and Alice from Alice's parents' yeah, house, by the hair. drags them by out the by their hair, mm-hmm. then goes back, shoots the dog, and burns down the house. Mm-hmm. And they're saying he's a good guy. That's why Stockholm syndrome. That's, I don't know why you got to shoot the dog. To be a dick. Yeah. That's Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Didn't you have an experience with Stockholm syndrome? I did. All right, Timmy? tell us about that, Colonel. Let me tell you about my Stockholm no. syndrome story. This one more story, and then we'll, be, we'll wrap up. Now, no. I got one day, my son, let's, oh, I got two cats. All One's right. a predator. It's McGee's, about 20 pounds. Big son, bitch. Big cat. Catches everything that walks. Mm-hmm. He's killed everything on two or four legs. And he comes walking through the door with a jerk, with a with a chipmunk in his mouth. Okay, a chipmunk. Like, put the chipmunk down. I didn't invite no damn chipmunk into my house. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of animals. That I, to your I'm house. like, the like he's goddamn wild, wild kingdom. kingdom. Yeah. Um, who was the guy that did that? Merlin, not Merlin, Merlin Olson, per- Perkins. Yeah. Marlon, Marlon Perkins. Perkins. Yes. And he had Biff. Uh-huh. I was just telling that story on another podcast. I'm going to stand back here at the helicopter while Biff goes no, up and squeezes his, the tiger's balls. He's usually in his studio like that. Yeah, because yeah. he was 180 years old. Now, Biff's going to go up and try to milk the male tiger. Yeah. yeah we're going to get he some tiger semen shit. here. But anyway, so I'm like, okay, boys, we got a problem here. Because so, I thought the chipmunk was dead, but he was, he was alive. McGee was just bringing him in to toy with him and torture him. So the chipmunk runs around the living room. So I'm like, okay, boys, we got three boys. I'm like, everybody, form an arc. We're going to close in on the chipmunk. They had a plan, Brandy. We did. But Tanner (laughs) broke our line of defense. What did he do? He he ran off. I don't know if he, I thought he was afraid of chipmunks. Mm. You know, my my boys are not as as brave as the colonel. Mm -hmm. But he comes back with a paper bag. Mm. And he drops the paper bag on the floor and he says, Lift up the couch deck, because that's where the chipmunk was. Right. And I lifted it up, and some bitch ran right into the into the bag. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck you know he was going to do that? And he was like, I just Googled how to catch a chipmunk. Because apparently they think the little paper bags are little caves, little cubbies. Google comes in handy, Brandy. Now, so Tana takes the bag mm-hmm. and opens the screen door, mm-hmm. holds it open with his foot, stands in the front door, drops the chipmunk out onto the porch. Why couldn't he have gone out? Well, further? the chipmunk turns around and runs right back into the house. <laughs> so we had to catch the chipmunk again. And I said, Look here, Albert Einstein, could you take it out into the yard this time where he can't get back in? So he did. And we was rid of the chipmunk. Except the next morning, I came out. And right on my porch, right as I walk out on my porch, is a chipmunk laying on his back with his little fled friends, fled. Fred Flintstone dead pose, you know, his little arms mm-hmm. and legs and two little puncture marks right in his throat. I feel like that was a warning to you from your cat. Well, when he came back, Taylor said, my son, he said, I believe the chipmunk got Stockholm Syndrome. That he had to, uh, he, that he, he had, just had to come back. He had to come back, Brandy. And then, <sighs> well, since we let him free, McGee decided, you know what, I got to have justice for this chipmunk. Went out, killed him, brought him up to the porch. I feel like it's a warning That was like you. giving us a finger, yeah. Brandy, do you have any final no, thoughts? No, I don't. I don't have any final thoughts. Okay, uh, Colonel, uh, we would like to thank all of those who support us on Patreon. Hold if, on. If, I'm, uh, Timmy, I'm just right. Let me let me finish this sentence because I'm finishing up a chapter here. Timmy, it uh-huh. says, Mommy says you cannot buy... 
Percocet with food stamps. Okay, there we go. That sounds like that's an intriguing mm-hmm. uh, book there, Brandy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, chapter five, the landlord is evicting. Isn't it past your lunchtime, Tim? It is. Chapter okay. five, the landlord is evicting me and mommy. So... Colonel, we would like to thank all of those who support us on Patreon. If you would, would like to, if you would like to support us on Patreon, please go to patreon.com slash history dweebs where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or or just the tip, Timmy. Just a wee little bit. All right, Colonel, give us some shout outs. This is our, not a complete list. This is not a complete list. We're sorry. We have to update it, but thank you all. We love you all who donate. James Seabright, Tommy Lane, thank you for my gift of goodies, Tommy. Yes, Tommy, my thank box you very, of very much. Jason Dykes, hope your finger heals up. Terry Stafford, the um, all-wise and all-knowing and kind of bossy, Shelly Garrett, Timmy. Your other co-host of uh, Rants and Reason. Mm -hmm. Brandy McBride, Jennifer Svoda, Maggie Glover, who just canceled her Hulu account, went through the same horror that I did. Mike Sadler, Jamie Dent, Maja, we hope you're doing well. You know we love you, Maja. Tyrone. Amber Scoville, Marsha Boris, Stacey Alsop, Jody Wells. Jody does the best selfie threads. I think she, she starts the best ones. Yeah, she does. Amber Anderson, the lovely Ben and Roseanne from They Walk Among Us, Lorna Violet. They're in Morocco now. Morocco, wearing a Reds hat. Yes. Mike Dale, Kelly Charette, Karen Widener. Callie, I'll tell you what, man, I'm in these challenges with these people. Uh, uh, Fitbit challenge? Yeah, Callie, man, she is unbelievable okay lauren meredith jessica greeno um pleasing tears podcast sarah bloom amber croup the now america podcast Catherine cockroach richardson fiona crisp laura o'reilly christine bourgeois aaron kimberly cambrin elise history goes bump annette petray lise jahara alicia and chip marika smith jeff and dom our favorite medical people. Mm-hmm. They do backroads to history and poems by Jeff. Karen Barnes, who is out, who is not, she's not banned from Facebook anymore. She was in Facebook jail. She was. Rachel Flynn. Shirley, you know we we hope you you we hope you're doing well. We love you, Shirley. Todd Shirley Strap. Ty Long, Lydia Fisher, Phyllis Munson, Melissa Montoya, Cindy Lou, Kirsten Malachinsky. Um, Michaela Wallstrom, Aaron Fowler, Leanne Flanagan, Mike Sadler, Nicholas and Ryan, Heather Poole, Adam McWalters, The Vanished Podcast, of course, Canadian True Crime with Christy Lee and Insight with Charlie and Allie, Joe Clifford, Mistress Vader, Ron Monasterio, Tracy Smith, Jess, John V, Nene, Bridget Bernard, Stacy, Kristen Hauer, Cheryl Weldon, Andrew Scammell, Beth Wallen, Clark and Diane Trowbridge, who hopefully we're going to see here in October. Michelle Johns, who we love greatly, who who may be my, my next wife to me. Okay. Aaron Turner, Margaret McDonald, Ryan Nicholas, Cheryl Weldon, mm-hmm. of course, Bridget Bernard, Stacy, Christine Hauer, Rudy. The world's most dangerous canine. Rudy the Wonder Dog. The Wonder Dog. Of course, our great, great friend who I just got a postcard, and I got to figure out how to send a letter to England. I got one written for her. Put a stamp on it. Lady Beverly 
it's crazy enough it might work and the woman we do this show for week after week after week after week and Dottie there was some violence in here and dogs got shot I'm sorry about that but we hope you like the show Dottie Scott Damn, mom anyone else did you get everyone got everyone okay we we don't have the updated list we're sorry about that but we will have it uh, next time we promise we will um thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next time on history dweebs bye everyone bye-bye ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.